0: Hey, it's Scott, and this is not a normal episode of Happen to Your Career. Why? Well, this is what we call a disappearing episode, because after a while it disappears. And we use these episodes to be able to make announcements for things that are going on that are fun, to connect you to resources and opportunities and other things that you th- we think we m- might benefit from. And also... For extra pieces of bonus content that we think might be useful to you. I'm actually recording this from Louisville, Kentucky, in a co working space because I'm on the road, on the road meeting clients, on the road meeting uh, with many of the people that we have worked with that happen to live in the Louisville area, Cincinnati area, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, particularly on the coasts of those states. And It's been a ton of fun already. So yes, this is not coming from my normal studio to put it mildly. However, I have a couple things for you today, starting with a story. I want you to meet Kim. Well, Kim's not actually her real name. We'll protect the innocent, but Kim was a government employee. She was earning about $120,000 a year doing basically project management. And she stayed in her job about four years too long because she didn't want to quit. Why? Well, was it because she loved the job? She once had, but that ship had long since sailed. She was bored now, she was thoroughly not enjoying it. Did she love working for the government? No, not at all, she was tired of the bureaucracy and the lack of impact. It must be the people then, right? Still nope. Okay, so why did she stay? here's one of the craziest things and (laughs) there's a misconception out there what's the one great thing that all government jobs have you've probably heard this you guessed it it's great benefits now i've been an hr director before i was responsible for purchasing benefits for entire organizations of employees her benefits that she had not as great as as she may have thought. Still, as she was telling me about them during our conversation, I figured that they're probably worth about $15,000 per year if she absolutely wanted to, say, go out on her own and buy her own benefits. Uh, It's separate from the organization that she worked for. Translation, this meant that if she could find a new job, that paid her $15,000 more than her current salary, which is a totally reasonable 12.5% raise, then she could purchase her own benefits if she really wanted to and have a job that she enjoyed. Yet, that's what held her back. Okay, that conversation I had with Kim was actually three years ago. Today, she's still stuck in the same job. Still, as near as I can tell, not particularly happy. Uh, trapped in that government benefit variety of golden handcuffs. So what's what's going on here? Why, why is this happening? And why does it happen to so many people in different ways? It might not be benefits for some people. It might be something different. Or maybe you're even in this situation. Well, it turns out that we as human beings are influenced far more by avoiding loss than we are by pursuing gains. Okay, well, what do I mean by this? Well, here's where this is actually shown in a study by Nobel Prize winner Daniel Kahneman where uh, he and, and another person, on, another colleague on the study performed experiments in which participants reported their feelings toward gaining or losing the same amount of money. Now, what's interesting here is the distress that participants reported over losing, <laughs> over losing money was far greater than the joy or happiness or positive feelings that accompanied gaining the same amount of money. So think about it this way. You're far more upset by losing $200 than you are happy about gaining $200. But this isn't just related to money. Potential losses occur in all areas of life. They impact our choices without us even realizing it even if those losses aren't real or are highly unlikely. Worse yet, we, and this includes me, (laughs) believe that we're being completely rational. We believe that we're being completely reasonable and logical with how we're behaving, but we're not. And it prevents us, especially, we found this true in high performers, from ever getting to the point where we are thriving in our careers. Now, we know this is true because we've collected well over 3,000 responses from high performers who are on the cusp of career change. I, I want you to understand here's how, this, uh, how it actually shows up. When you're thinking about career change, uh, it shows up where people are saying, I don't want to give up the flexibility that I have. Or I'm worried that I won't be able to make as much money doing something else. Or I have great benefits. I don't want to lose those. Or, I work with great people, I'm not sure if I'll be able to find that anyplace else. Or, things like, I've worked really hard to get my degrees and I don't want to start over. (laughs) You can get the sense of the theme, right? I don't want to lose what I have. That's the battle cry of every person who refuses to leave an unfulfilling job, a company that uh, maybe you've outgrown, or a role that no longer fits you. Even if it's making you miserable. To be clear, really clear, if you want to retain your flexibility, it's very possible. If you want to work with a supported team, a talented team, you absolutely can. Want to retain your current salary and lifestyle? Fantastic. Changing jobs or changing organizations or roles is the best time, very best time we found, to get a raise. Because that's when you have the most bargaining power. The best way to think about career change is... It's an opportunity to carry over what you already have and what you already want to keep and fill in the gaps of what is missing from your current situation. So, App in your career, I, this is something we see every single day. We've worked with well over 2,000 people at this point during career changes. And we've rarely ever found that you have to give up or lose anything that's really important to you. Um, <sighs> We've also found that that's a misconception, that if you make a career change, that you must be prepared to start over. <laughs> We've found it simply to be not true. And the biggest reason is, this is gonna sound obvious after I say it, but the biggest reason is because you're not going to change to something else. You're not gonna accept an opportunity, and quite frankly, we wouldn't allow you to accept an opportunity if we were helping you, That is causing you to give up those most important things to you. You're simply not, so why would you even consider those opportunities? And that's, that's the secret behind the scenes is that you're not. You're not going to. You're only going to focus on the ones that don't force you to give up and allow you to gain what you're missing. That's it. Okay. High-achieving people. <laughs> Very talented people have a tendency to ignore the possibility of something far better because they're scared of what they might lose by leaving, say, their current job. And again, we found this to be true. So when you're not moving forward because you're, you're potentially losing something, this is a red flag that you're likely getting stopped by this very obstacle. We call this loss aversion obstacle. By the way, unfortunately, this drastic human tendency to avoid loss <laughs> also works hand in hand with many of the other obstacles, and th- and that's why this can be so hard because it's not just this one thing. It's actually many things that have a tendency to stop you. And you've heard, if you've listened to more than just this episode, you've likely heard many of the stories that we've shared where. Real people have made career changes. And that's the thing that's not always obvious when you're listening to their stories on the podcast. Is they had to go through all of these different obstacles. And that's part of the reason why it's so difficult to do this alone. To make any kind of career change that still allows you to be... (laughs) and keep the things that you want, like being well-paid, not having to start over, use your experiences, allow you to use your strengths, all of those pieces. Uh, You can do it. It's totally possible, but it also creates some additional challenges that most people just don't know how to work through on their own to make it possible. Hey, we would love to help, in any way that we possibly can and one thing I'd love to invite you to do two things one if you happen to be in the states that uh, that I'm in uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out would love to meet you in in real life and two um, if you'd like to get help like all the other stories that you've heard on the podcast then just email me scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Scott, at happened to your career.com. Just send me an email and either me or my team will get back to you and we can find a time to have a conversation, we'll have a conversation, learn more about your situation and figure out how we can help. If we can help, we will absolutely tell you some of the best ways that we can help support you. And if we can't, we'll be very transparent and honest with you and let you know that we can't. And that's totally okay. I would rather you, I'm so much rather that you have explored all of the opportunities for you to make this change rather than assume that it's not possible because that's what happens to most people because well (laughs) that obstacle that I just talked talked about loss aversion we don't even realize that it's happening many times in the background don't let it happen to you hey drop me an email if there's any way that we can help or you want to find out if uh, if we can help support you through this change Scott happened to your career otherwise Stay tuned next week for our very next episode. We have a fun one coming up for you. I will see you then. Until then, I am out. Adios.